up this morning, man. Crazy, right? I be in a lot of mess. A lot of mess. Now, we are here on Villanova Radio on the Foul Leader Podcast, the top Keep It Real Sports Podcast. Now, listen. Bad loss, y'all. Shove one in my face. I thought Nova was going to take care of business. But what you also got to know is when I make my calls, there's also certain things also known as realism. Not realism that, you know, oh, well, this team was better. No. Realism is that there's things also in the back also. This team is inexperienced. So inexperience kicked in. If anybody looking, it was time to score. Nobody scored. Pascal tried. And also, it's also those factors that it's just not Villanova's game. I mean, Villanova had lost a game since February. February, we talking about. I mean, sometimes you just crash land. And this team's an experience. Now, last year's team probably. Now, if everybody came back from last year's team, I don't know if nobody would have lost, period. I would have bet on that. Not saying it can't happen. Just like this game. Not saying it can't happen. But nobody expected to blow out. Nobody did. But it can happen. How How is this not foreseeable when you look at how young this team is and how everybody came to the season? And how even me knowing how good this team is, but this type of thing can happen. We don't have experience. Gillespie didn't know what to do. You know, he tried, but after a while, I was like, oh, where I go? Uh, Booth was shooting crazy. Don't know where he was going with it. He didn't know how to be decisive at all with the ball. Pascal was getting in there. He just wasn't hitting. And then we, we were shooting good shots that just wasn't going in. But that's what really ultimately made me say, you know what, this is in our game. And the loss is good. Like the great Steve Laffer said on Twitter, you know, loss going to teach this team. This team needs that. See, last year's team lost before. They lost, uh, you know, they've been with the team a couple of years. They've been through, you know, boom. they even been through a, a year. Brunson went through a year where he won championship, then didn't win the championship. They lost in the second round. You know, I mean, Sweet 16. You know, they lost in there. So, he knows about it. This team needed to lose. And it's good to lose to a good team because you get to learn, okay, what's going on? They're a good team. Uh, Michigan's always a good team, but last year's team would have assaulted them. Just with Dante DiVincenzo and Spellman would have assaulted them because he would have stepped up, Spellman would have dominated inside when there'd been no holes barred. That's what got him in championship even more than DiVincenzo. I mean, just as much as DiVincenzo. Spellman, you know, as good as Morris Wagner is, Spellman was a hard boy to deal with. Because he can get back at you. And he, you got to chase him around the court. And he can play defense on everybody. So, like I said, man, Villanova learned that. They're going to go back. These guys are winners. They're good players. They're talented. This is going to make them learn. This is how you get better. You lose and suck it up and absorb it and adapt and become a winner. Learn how not to lose. My pop always told me, in order to win, you got to lose first to learn how to win. I mean, because if you keep winning, right, say you a team that got put together and you come back and you always win, you're going to take that loss and you're going to be like, oh, man, how we, how do we handle this? See, if you never, ever lost before, so you're going to lose that, you're not going to win no more because you're going to be down. You're not going to be a team that knows how to win. You're not going to know what it takes to not hit that L no more. You're not going to be a person that goes other places and learns how to win because you, if you step on a team that always won and you never lost, you're going to get you're going to get to be a player that has to make an impact yourself and won't make an impact because you ain't never lost. So you're going to get out there thinking everything you do is right. 
This is to any student, athletes, anybody. If you get on a team that's just always winning, you always used to winning, you're not going to be the type of guy that impacts. You're going to go somewhere and you're not going to know how to win. Because you never lost because you're going to think everything's going to work. And these guys out there working just as hard as you. So, yes, I mean, we saw Coach Wilder getting there. It was good to see him get some buckets. He looked more confident as he had the ball. Quinterly looked more confident as he had the ball in his hands. I felt like early in the game, we should have, you should have changed up, put the more, let Quinterly do his slice dice thing. You see, if anybody saw how he scored those two baskets, that man can slice and dice through a defense. You have to let him be a part of that. And all, and the thing is, Jay Wright is just learning that. He's learning. I mean, seriously, Jay Wright is learning. So when we come back, y'all, we're going to break down that and we're going to break down 2020 prospect, Michael Brown Jones, y'all. We featuring this one, Michael Brown Jones, okay? Jay Roach, foul leader. Are we back, y'all? We back on this. Um, I'll tell you, seven three forty six. Let's review the game. Ignis Bresdikis. If I'm not saying this right, the top freshman last year. One of the, this guy has been automatically impact. He was already at the fifteen and five coming in the game. Had eighteen point seven rebounds, two steals. This guy was getting. Any way he could on, on the court. Um, Charles Matthews, 19 points. You know, he, he's the, uh, bomber for them. And you know, it, it really wasn't nothing else bigger. Like we just let a lot of shots defensively. It's a lot of work that need to be done defensively. Now that's where the problem is a lot with the defense. I mean, you can sit there and be having a bad shooting night, but we need some defense. And they was hitting a lot of shots. Like it was shots we was taking. Like just like I said, it just had to be. A combination of not saying what none of them looked right. To me, the defense looked the most bad, but they were also just hitting some shots. They were hitting shots that after they couldn't miss, but Villanova could miss. No matter how good the shot looked, no matter how open they were, no matter how they drove in there, would come in, come out. I saw some Cremo shots come in, come out. Pascal Booth shots come in, come out. I saw some roll come around, come out. I mean, it just they just wasn't day night. I mean, I, it, it'd be one thing if Pascal was on and Booth was on. They just everybody else faulted off and lost, but everybody had a bad night. So, like I said, it was crazy. Um, let's go. Eli Brooks saw him go. He was one of the guys from that was recruited by Nova. He said Nova was his dream offer, but never committed. Got the offer and never committed. Five points, three three uh, assists for him. The guy looked good. Um, ten points. For the 19th-ranked uh, prospect, Eric Pascal, six rebounds. He's 3-14. This had a bad night. This wasn't Eric. Five points, five rebounds for uh, Dada, Damir Cosby, Roundtree. Sam was only one for three. I mean, guys weren't taking no shots. Three points. He didn't take no shots. He got froze. Nine points, two for eight. Field boot, two for six from the three-point line. Colin Gillespie was uh, one for three, three for four. These guys just wasn't taking the shots. Five points, th three assists. He didn't know what to do. It's like they was... You know what I mean? Getting froze out there. Five points for Cole Swatter. He looked good. Two for three. Um, I like what I saw him running around and being active. Three points, five rebounds for Bay. He also got froze. He was trying his best, but a lot of times he got froze. He really did. Quinterly came in there and showed and sparked something. He almost, I mean, Quinterly is doing, Quinterly needs time on the court. And I think Jay Wright knows that. You see somebody in Quinterly that can dice into the, I'm thinking now, looking at this team, that next year it could be Quinterly and Gillespie in the backcourt with Antoine. You know, because Cremo started. They had that same starting lineup with Cremo, uh, Booth, and Gillespie. 
So if he's trusting that, then it can only be, and then he trusts Gillespie and what he does. And Gillespie, it's only two things going to happen. Either Gillespie goes back to the bench, be that, be that guy off the bench, that spark plug again. Or he starts with Quinterly because Quinterly is going to get his time. I mean, it's, it, what Jay Wright said about him saying that he has the potential to be better than Kyle Lowry, one of, one of, one of the greatest coaches of all time, a guy of his IQ says that, you can only think one thing. One thing, that this guy's next. So it's something to see. Right now he's co-captain. Shoot, Quint Gillespie could be co-captain and still no more than Quinley next year. But he won't be as talented as Quinley. He's not now as talented as Quinley. Gillespie is very smart and could play. But last game could have really separated both of them. And it seemed like that, you know, Gillespie was in there. He tried at first. He was really trying to dive in there, but it wasn't enough. Because once he kept on getting it, the times he was supposed to dice and still take this game to another level, because even at a certain time, Jay Wright was like, yo, Gillespie, we, I need you to take over. You look at the commentary during the game, clearly analysts, you know, they inside the huddle said that Jay Wright was like, look, Gillespie, the time they was making a run, Gillespie, it's time for you to die. He couldn't do it. And if you look at Quinterly, the way he dribbled, the way he scored, just the two baskets, just two baskets. Then one where he came on the side, one arm floater, boom, hard shot, real difficult looking shot. Then he did another one where he just basically dribbled the guy down and destroyed him dribbling and took it to the hole. Quinterly can, is the, is the guy you need to go in. And I don't know if you're going to have, you, you might as well go ahead and if you're going to put Cremo right there, and Cremo don't know what to do. Let Cremo come off the bench. You need Booth, Gillespie, and Quinterly. If you're going to put any starting five on there, and then you're going to have to have Pascal with Dada. I think if you're going to put any starting five, let Booth and Gillespie. You need the toughness of Gillespie there. You need what he does. You need him as a leader because he is a captain type guy. He should always be co-captain of this team. I mean, he's, he can, he's a rightful great player of Villanova. He's going to break some, uh, he's going to be in there. He's going to be remembered too hard. Good player. So you need him. And two guard, as physical as Gillespie is, don't have to worry about setting up the team. That'll be great for him. Cause Gillespie can slice and dice. Him and Booth can just go shoot, shoot, start scoring, start digging. Then you got Pascal to worry about. Gillespie can score. He likes to score. Put him in a situation where people got to run around and try to catch him. That's going to be hard. He can drop, go in, uh, dunk on you. Take that. Kyle and G. I mean, now. Um, next game, next games, man, they're going to get, let me tell you something. Next games, Furman, they're mad right now. And I, you know what I mean? I kind of wish they was going to get to top 25 team to go back and spell what they lost or, or, or a big East team, at least next. Um, but it's a little different. <laughs> it's a little different. Furman is one team they're going against in this schedule. Then they got, you're looking at Kansas. I'm saying that. Well, I mean, goodness. So now, LaSalle, that's going to be something to see. Ashley Howard. Ashley Howard, this team is struggling this year. And rightfully so. I mean, listen, you got a young team just getting in. Soon the culture will be built. You got David Beatty over there. You got Isaiah Dees doing this thing in LaSalle. You got Miles Brookings. That's, I'm going to be all in. That's going to be one of the big, I'm going to be broadcasting that game hard. That is it. Ladies and gentlemen, Ashley Howard, one of um, Jay Wright's biggest recruiters. Got brought in a lot of players December the 1st. It goes down at LaSalle. This is a Philly showdown. Big five. That's the next big game. And I think Villanova takes that. But if they come in playing like they did against Michigan, LaSalle going to beat them. How about that one? 
Temple has been good. They're 3-0 and this year. They're doing their thing. So Villanova has to go in there, prove it. Prove it that they're the best big uh, big five take of Temple's coming. St. Joe's looks good this year. Charlie Brown, uh, Lorenzo Edwards had 11 points last game. Um, Jared Bynum, the freshman, is doing his thing. So Lamar Kimball is another guy. He's, I mean, listen. This team is talented. Taylor Funk, Anthony Longpree, this team is talented. So watch out for this team. On Temple, if you're Sears Austin's having a big season. Um, Nate Pierre-Lewis is having a big season. Uh, Quentin Rose right off with. So this is this is where it, the big five kind of equals up because really if you look at it, they're all equal. If you look at St. Joe's, I know Charlie Brown's good, and this, but I think they're the third. You know, they're the third most talented. But then you got to go to Penn. Penn is another game. Villanova takes on Penn right at the side. They got LaSalle, Temple from, from, from the LaSalle game. LaSalle, Temple, St. Joe's, Penn, all in a row. Penn is the Ivy League number one. Like it's, this schedule is not as, oh, they're going to clip. No, these teams, AJ Brodeur is balling over there at, um, Penn right now. Michael Wayne, the freshman, you know. Uh, 6'10 freshman they got. He's doing his thing, averaging eight a game. Antonio Woods, you know, uh, Devin Goodman. These guys is playing. They still got Eddie Scott, Jared Simmons over there. You know, uh, shout out to my boy Jelani Williams. You know, that's my guy. He'll be back soon. And they had a great recruiting class. This, this is, this is how basketball, this basketball gets good. KU, that's the redeem of Michigan. If they can take KU out with this team, by that time, this team should have some type of chemistry. It should have a chemistry that is it's not going to be the high level of chemistry, but it will be the chemistry that will take this team to the next level. You know, like you're starting to see it right then after playing these games. That is one, two, three, four, five, six, six more games after this right now. It's two and one. So I'm expecting eight and one when you hit Kansas. I'm expecting it. And you couldn't lose to any of these teams, especially Temple and St. Joe's and Penn. Like these guys is balling. So. They have to come, and they have to come hard. It's time for Villanova. Are y'all still, no matter how low or how how um, degraded from last year y'all are, are y'all still the best team in the Big Five in Big East? Or y'all a team that's kind of half and half? You know, Michigan played together. They know they have to play together. That chemistry has to come. And by that game, whether they're 8-1 and one or 7-2, and two, one eight one seven two, but because I really think Temple is gonna be a hard one, and St. Joe gonna be tough, but Temple gonna be a hard one because Quentin Rose and Shiz Austin get down. Alani Moore, Dre Perry, JP, them boys got some ballers, so it's gonna be on in the Big Five and the State Eight. It's definitely gonna be on. Now after Kansas is UConn and DePaul. We gonna come back after those. After those two, we gonna have a, a special special schedule check after the DePaul game. You know, that's that that's right there before they meet um AJ Reeves and the and the Friars, okay? So we're gonna have we we're gonna go back. It's time to get back to the recruiting. Recruiting is big. Recruiting is big right now for Nova. Nova's in the final five for Michael Brown Bridges now. I mean Michael Brown Jones, excuse me, three star. To me, he's a four star talent. Guys fast, quick, and powerful. He can play the post, makes quick moves, quick step. Uh, strong arms, strong hands. Uh, he can develop. Now, that's one of them guys. See, this is one of them guys that Jay Wright can develop, like Colin Gillespie. He's going to do so many wonders with Colin Gillespie. <laughs> Colin Gillespie is going to get better and better and better, you know. 
So he's gonna do wonders with Colin Gillespie. That's why he trusts him. He's tough. He's 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 fearless. He might get tangled up like this in the Michigan game. People get mentally mined. He don't know what to do. No confidence to go up. He don't know what to do. You know what I'm saying? Different type of atmosphere, different type of pressure. You're the man. He'll get used to that. It's nothing. Um, saying now, Michael Bridges, Michael Brown Jones, same type of thing. He's in IMG Academy, so now you'll see more eyes see him, and I think he'll be a high. Four star by the time the year is old. I just think that's he'll be a high four star. He's a he's um the type of guy that can play three and a four. He's gonna gain more weight. I think he'll get like the two thirty, maybe two twenty, two thirty. He's a guy that might even be playing small forward. He developed a consistent three point jumper, which I think he would develop with Jay Wright. He looks like a a stronger Michael Bridges. That's it. Seriously, when you watch Michael Brown Jones play, he looked like a stronger Michael Bridges. He without without the jump shot, without the three point shot. Once he get that three point shot, if Brown Jones get the three point shot, he's a drafted guy. He's he can be an elite two way defender, and he is. Listen, he has St. Joe, Temple, LaSalle, Penn State, and Villanova. Look at this. If I have never seen nothing like this for, I think I've crossed a couple of, but not like this. Michael Brown Jones, Philadelphia guy, and now the whole state, he's staying home regardless. That's what he let people know. These are the people that's been recruiting him hard, you know, to get him aboard. I think it's Villanova. My stock rider predictions, I will put them out later on today. I will. And I'm letting you know one of them right now. Michael Brown Jones, but I have another handful of new prospects where I'm predicting. But Michael Brown Jones is Villanova. He's coming to the champs. I just believe that. And Jeremy Roach, it's going to be a battle, man. I mean, you look at Duke, you look at Kentucky. They're both in it. I know you say North, no, North Carolina's not. And Kentucky was later, and Duke is a, a more of a, you know, Kentucky's there. They're there. They're definitely there. You know, Duke is trying to come along also, but Kentucky's there. All right, Kentucky's there. So it's Kentucky and Villanova. Once again, here we go. Two schools who battle for another prospect, but I just think that Villanova been recruiting them hard, been the first to recruit them. Jeremy Roach goes to Villanova. People are really outweighing, the, you know, the, I think it's Jeremy Roach to Villanova. No doubt in my mind. Jeremy Roach is going to go to Villanova. You know, I mean, nobody can say, well, they lost to Michigan. Well, Kentucky lost to Duke. And one guy, I forgot his name, man. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. And y'all search this, you know. It's, I think it was Seth Greenberg. I don't know. I'm going to have to look. But he was, no, I don't know if it was him. Let me back off off that. But this, listen to this. One guy was like, I know Kentucky got beat by Duke, but Villanova getting beat at their own house and barely Reaching 40 points, that's the biggest. But no, don't save Kentucky. Kentucky had a way bigger standing from Villanova before winning this championship. Even right now, they're looked at as the all-can't-miss team. Sorry, their standard is too high. There's no way in hell against any program. I don't care who they are. Three, three first, this is Kentucky. Five stars galore. Okay, I don't want to hear that. Don't make no excuses for Kentucky. That was a cop-out. You gave them a cop out. You can't come and lose to nobody. Like you're Kentucky. You get the biggest class. You get one of the biggest and five stars every year. You got five stars who dwindled off. So that one was crazy. That was totally 
something, but hey, to each his own. I live, I respect the person's opinion, but that was crazy to say it like that. That was unbelievable. I had to check that situation. Tell him Lita Johnson said it. Wherever y'all find. All right. Um, Michael Brown, Jones, and Roach could be the start. Could be the big start of Villanova's recruiting class. And, um, that could be big. If you could start 2020 class that quick. And I, I'm saying this could be done by what? January? Can we, can we say that? That the commitments could come in? Jay Roach and Brown Jones? Cause yes, it's top five, you know. Unless somebody else try to come in and snatch, you know, and I don't think nobody like, I think this is it. This is final five. This is how we roll with it. Um, he going to roll home. And when other schools come up, Brown Jones ain't trying to hear that because it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And it's going to be just in the right time when Nova going to kick up dust. He gonna look at every team. He looking at Temple right now, like ooh, Temple in there. You know, Temple three and zero. So he looking at Temple. He looking at all. For, and then you looking at Penn State. Penn State, they looking good. So he looking at them too. Them the two teams. I think if anybody's battling, it's who winning. That's all he trying to roll with. But he know Villanova is Villanova. Regardless, listen. He, I remember having a one on one with him. Yes, he loved Villanova. I had one with him last year. Around the time that uh Hoops Mania was going, last Hoop Mania, the man loves Villanova. So, and it ain't like he don't love Philly. He love all he loves all the other schools, but not like Nova. Not like Nova. Nova is the staple. And I mean, if Seth Lundy would have committed to Villanova, wouldn't have been Penn State. Wouldn't have been Penn State. You know, right now Penn State was the second best. It was the winning team. It was like one of the winning teams in PA. And Seth, he's home is important to Seth, as you can see. And a lot of guys staying home is big, man. I'm just glad to see that. But Michael Brown Jones, another one. He's staying home, man. I think he's coming to Villanova to become a pro, to become a better player. I, I look at that big. So um, shout out to Michael Brown Jones, my guy. I'm going uh, to be talking to him soon. Y'all be seeing some information from me. Also, let's jump into football. All right. Jaron Painter, a 2020 prospect, defensive tackle. Uh, Justin Moore, 2019, trying to see if a, that linebacker commits because Jonathan Malatu, three-star running back, decommitted and went to Penn, y'all. 2019 running back, three-star, went to Penn. Uh, but we got D. Will Barley. You still got Jalen Jackson, Justin Covington, Damone Drew. You still got some good players, but they are still not done. Uh, Sean McTaggart, 2021 quarterback. So you see they're going for quarterbacks. They gave Ortega a deal for 2020, and they gave McTaggart a deal. You know, right there, that's big. You know, um, let, letting you know, basically, they, they they do. They need a quarterback. There's no way you should be stuck like that. And quarterbacks, when the quarterback, when the quarterback goes down, you know, then, you know, you know, Zach didn't really, ain't been really playing like himself. I'm like, hey, and I've been sticking up because I know how talented this team is. I know how talented they are. I know when they play good, when they don't play good. But when Zach is in there and they can't win games, that's a little, you know, I was really – on the one uh one game, you know, we all got shut out. Zach was in there for like three quarters. And I'm like, I'm, he hurt. And I know he hurt. But if he's that hurt, he shouldn't be in that game. He didn't look hurt to me in this game. He didn't look hurt. You know what I mean? He didn't look hurt. He was hurt last game. I you know, heard he was hurt, playing hurt. I don't know if he's playing hurt this game. But if he's playing hurt this game, you need to go ahead and let Ismail get in that game. Don't give him these games because he's a senior. And you just want him to ride out. 
You know, after Ishmael won that game, he should have rolled the tide. I think he should have started next game. If that's what's going on, if he's playing hurt again, which I never heard that Zach, you know, he's not all the way healthy. You know, so if Zach is not all the way healthy, he shouldn't be playing because there's two games that got caused because of that. So I, I really believe it's it's crazy right now on that part. But this team is talented. And now there's some new studs coming in. It's quite Ismail's team. Y'all going to see a 6'7 guy that can see over the offensive line. And he's going to, when he, once he learns the offensive package, Ismail's going to be something nice for Villanova. I'm, I'm glad they got that guy. I'm really glad. Um, Another guy. Let's talk about um, a couple of other guys. Uh, Keyshawn Jones, one of Pennsylvania's big-time running backs, a 2020 prospect, elite running back. Let's just see where he goes. I mean, he, he came to visit. Um, Oh, yeah, I want to know why Jonathan Malatu uh, decommitted. He said he didn't like his game visit, and he said Penn offered him more opportunity. So, as a shout-out to him. Much love to Jonathan Malatu. And, you know, he'll be a good running back. Penn got a good one. Um, no Ellie Miller, Villanova still one of the uh, best teams. He said around November he was going to commit, so be looking for that. Be looking for that, you know. And I think Villanova gets No Ellie Miller. They're building a, another culture. This team is building a culture with the. They got to build a. It's, it's on to the new young players. I mean, Christian Benford looking good. Lada Trent looking good. Uh, Jaquan Amos looking good. Alik Fisher looking good. Trajan Langdon, uh, Trajan Anderson looking good. It's just time to put Jalen, uh, Jalen, um, Jackson look good. And, you know, I guess, he, I think it's the red shirt thing, no doubt. Bring these guys back. Senga Hodge next year, it should be no question. Him and Des Boykin should be the outside, you know, the receivers. It's no question. I think that's it. Stop playing. These guys are the most talented receivers on your team. You got two, six, five tight ends coming in next year. You still got Owen Thomas, who looked good at linebacker. They really are looking like a team that's going to do something once the pieces get put together. All they got to do is be put together. They got talent. Put these young guys out on the floor. Next year, we'll see how everybody gels. It's going to be a chemistry thing. And I'm thinking more of a two games over 500 type of team. That's it. I don't see number two games over 500. The next year, they'll be elite. All right? I'm sticking with that one. Um, there's a couple of other. It's a lot of... um. A lot of a lot of prospects. You'll see me update you on that next Villanova radio. I'm gonna be talking a lot about the football because football recruiting is getting crazy. Okay, getting seriously crazy. Villanova is a team that's you know right now is in an elite position. Everybody got to sit back and feel and think of reality. This team has to become an elite team. They have to go through bumps just like everybody else did. Just like everybody else did. Just because they lost. Don't think Villanova is not going to make the tournament. They're not going to win. You're talking to a good team with some stars on here. Guys that got to get their feet wet. Got to get some war wounds. And who better than a team that want to revenge? These teams was heated before the game. Everybody getting, they were heated. How you, who was mad first? Who was talking crazy? Crazy part was, I saw Morris Wagner, because him and, you know, Josh Hart on the same team with the Lakers. And Mo was talking something crazy. And Josh talking. I'm like, how Mo talking crazy? He lost. You ain't on this Michigan team. You root for some people you didn't even. You, you root for a team you're not even playing on. You played on last year. You didn't play with Ignis Brad Zykes. This is this freshman guy. You didn't play with him. You didn't play with him. They won. 
Okay, they can talk shit. Everybody on the chart medic can talk. He can't talk shit about last year. He definitely can't talk shit to Josh Hart. Josh Hart got a championship. When y'all went there, you lost the chip. No, you can't talk. You can't talk mess. That team can talk. Charles Matthews can talk about that game right there. He can't talk about championship. He ain't going to talk to Josh Hart. Josh Hart got a ring. He's going to talk to this team. He's going to talk to this team that they beat. He beat Eric Pascal and Phil Booth, who got rings, but they beat them in this game. Blew them out. So they got all the bragging rights. All the bragging rights. Mo, you have no bragging rights. You got, y'all got dominated. So I even, Dante DiVincenzo was hitting all on, everybody was getting you. Everybody. Jalen Brunson had an off game. Played like a Patriot point guard, had an off game, offensively. Michael Bridges, underrated game. Everybody else was hitting. Spellman was hitting. Gillespie coming through. Dada coming through. Pascal coming through. Everybody hitting pieces of shots. Behind Bridges and DiVincenzo. You couldn't stop them. Now they want to come up and talk about a regular season game? No, win the game. Win the game, Mo. Mo, you have no chip. You have no win. Did you ever beat Villanova in your how many times have you won against them? Are you 0 for 1? I'm just saying. All right, listen, I'm out, y'all. I wanted to come through, spill some Villanova knowledge of y'all real quick. Let me hit my last thoughts, which is recruiting. We know how we love recruiting. All right. Now, after the Jay Roach, per se, Michael Brown Jones commitments, which I think will come, I think those are, I, I predicted Justin Moore and I predicted um, Eric Dixon. You know, you know, I heard from Ashley Howard about how they was trying to close the deal on Eric Dixon. That's so how I was like, all right, bet. Last year, I heard that, you know what I mean, from Justin Moore. Ashley just, when I talked to him on the phone, he just couldn't stop talking about Justin Moore. And I was like, once he started coming and they started recruiting him, and he, I said, they about to get Justin Moore. That's it. He's coming. Once Villanova locks in, there you go. Um, Elijah Hutchins Everett. I have said it countless times. I, you know, outside I'm saying on this podcast, four star center, Elijah Hutchins Everett, who can shoot the three at 6'10, is, Said Villanova is recruiting him. So I'm looking at that. Now, I said Hunter Dickinson, but I didn't know if Hudson Everett. So I asked him on Instagram. Boom. There we go. Now, that's the third guy. Their fourth guy is going to get. I, I, I went up and down with it. Their fourth guy going to get tricky. Because Jalen Green, Johnny Juzang, Johnny Juzang, small forward. And so in this class, I just named the center. I just named the point guard, and I just named the power forward. So Johnny Juzang, now you got the shooting guard, and I think that Jalen Green and Johnny Juzang would be great consolation prizes. I think um, that they're gonna they're gonna recruit Brandon Boston because he's already had a visit. Hoops group, Jalen Green, Brandon. I remember Marcus Green called me up, was asking how how he got into uh, Marcus Green, the stepfather of a uh, number one prospect in the nation, Jalen Green. He was like, man, how do I get in contact with Villanova? And, you know, I hit Ashley up and then, you know, they got that set up because Hoops Group was in PA. And then at the same time, that day, Brandon Boston was was a uh, five star. Brandon Boston was visiting. So that was big to me. I said, that's big. So I think they'll get in on that recruitment. But I think Duke has that. Jalen Green, um, that's one guy at shooting guard. I feel like, wow, watch out. But look at Brandon Boston there. I still think that they'll try to go after him but lose out. I think Jalen, listen, Marcus Green, Jalen Green's stepfather, he told me that the reason why he liked Memphis is because, you know, they, they call him on 
you know, his wife's birthday. They call and check up on him on a regular call every time. And they get calling. They're interacting like anybody recruiting does. They're interacting the best. Memphis has it right now, even though Kansas and Merlin and, you know, Kentucky, you know, Duke, they all making their runs. But Memphis is the one contacting him every day. And as the 2019 class goes down, Jalen Green going to get more people calling. It's going to get overwhelming, you know. Um, I was talking to him. I went, he was on his way. Jalen was on his way to go train with Steph Curry. And um, I was just like, yo, um, really? Like, seriously? Kansas ain't? He's like, Kansas? No. Nah. I thought Kansas was there. Like, you know, I guess they're on and off. But everybody had the recruiting methods. Kansas still trying to get Matthew Hurt, which I think they'll get. I don't think unless Villanova goes in for him. Everybody's been thinking about Matthew Hurt. Villanova has their offer. They can get him. Once again, Brian Snow had an article talking about how Villanova can go after Hurt without even hearing about Delaney going anywhere. So y'all crazy right now to think that Villanova can use a scholarship on Matthew Hurt. All right? Now, Stop listening to this Nova Insider guy. I don't know who this guy is. Put his name out there. Maybe y'all go and holler at him. I hope he gets famous. <laughs> but he's ridiculously, like, he lies. Like, he don't lie. You know what he does? He shouts out things he don't know. He looked at something on Google, and he just don't know the rule. He ain't seen it. He don't know that they can. That's not going to be on the rule book. It's, it's, it's like it's obvious. Like, that's crazy. Anyway. <sighs> It's obvious you can use your scholarships. That's just crazy. Um, let's go. <laughs> All right. Now, even more. Uh, Jalen Green. Jalen Green, that, that's the one guy. And then Noah, look at Noah Collier and Jair Davis. These are two guys also to look at. They don't have offers, but these guys are explosive. They are targets of Villanova. Explosive. Jair Davis can shoot. You know, so can Noah Collier. Noah Collier is explosive, can dunk on anybody, and he can shoot a score on all levels. So these are two guys to look at, right? But Johnny Juzang is one player to look at as small forward. He hasn't got the offer yet. But like I said, I said this before, his people are connected with Villanova. You know, they, they, they're MPA. Same thing with Jalen Green. At the best case scenario, we get Johnny Juzang, Jalen Green, call it a class along with Elijah Hutchins Everett and Jeremy Rhodes and Michael Brown Jones. I think we, we you know, we offer Juzang and those five, bow, right there. I think if, if Villanova goes at the Juzang, Juzang's going to Nova. It's the perfect school for him. Juzang has, him and RJ Hampton have the smoothest jumpers in the nation. It's like the perfect scenario for him. Perfect scenario for him. Okay. They have the smoothest jumpers in the nation. In the nation. So, when you look at that, they love shooters. He has a good wingspan. He's a good all-around player. He's a good passer. He will be unbelievably fantastic for Villanova. And Jalen Green, is the that's going to be the guy that it's going to have to be because Memphis is doing such a good job. I think it'll be hard to pry him away from Memphis. Um, Boston hasn't got an offer yet. Um, Shea Evans hasn't got an offer yet, who visited twice last year. He's another guy to look for. He's a, he's a guy, he can shoot, he can play. He's a Villanova type of player. Um, if they don't go after uh, Jeremy Roach, they're going to go after Tyler Beard. 
That's just it. That's just it there. They're going to Tyler Beard. So, like I said, look for the small forward. And like I like at the worst case scenario, they give it all for the Jair. Day, at the you know we we get Jair Davis, and we get Noah Collier, two guys at small forward and shooting guard who can score, who can play. I mean, think about it. If we don't get Johnny Juzang and Jalen Green, we get them two players or half and half. So we get Noah Collier and Johnny Juzang. I think it'll be a crazy class. Crazy class. Just look, just know that they're going to have a very good 2020 class because this is a very, very good and talented class. Super talented class. So, all right, y'all, I'm out. That's my final, final uh, statistics for the Folly the Podcast, man. Follow me on Twitter, follow me on Instagram, and follow me on Facebook or like my page on Facebook. Always have my interviews, uh, links to anything I'm putting right there on Facebook. If you're not on Twitter, if you can't get to Twitter, I try to put them on Instagram. My links don't, you can't just click on them. So you're going to have to copy and paste the links. So, okay. Um, out of here, y'all follow leader.